My name is Stuart Melcher, Father Stuart Melcher. I currently live in the borough of Ealing. However, I was born and raised in Brent. I moved out of Brent in my mid-30s. I've been living in Ealing for about the last 20 years and I'm due to move back to Brent early part of next year. So that's my background in relation to Brent. I was actually born and raised in Brent in the early 60s, um, and I lived in Brent for the first 35, 36 years of my life. Well, my connection to reggae, I would have to really put it down to the fact that reggae is part of my DNA. I'm not in any industry to say... Um, promoter or on a radio station or anything in that context um, but I do probably enjoy listening to reggae music. I re remember Jim Reeves, um, John Holt, um, my father being from um, of St. Lucian origin we played a lot of country and western but yeah it was um, reggae with people like John Holt um, yeah, so there's a lot of reggae played. I recall buying a record called um, Keycard, um, and it was six inch on the Trojan record label, and that is possibly the first record that I bought. Definitely was from a record shop in Brent, and back in those days, um, we talk about the early 70s, there was quite a few record shops in Brent. And um, I seem to recall it was from a record shop that was on the bottom of Church Road, but it wasn't actually on Church Road. It was just on one of the side roads, and it's kind of like you know it wasn't a full fronted um, shop. It was basically just the front section of a building. I don't think it was a, it was a two story building. I think it was just like a ground floor building and the front section was like a record shop, shop record booth um, just off the church road in North of Penn. My earliest recognitions are of places like um, Tavistock Youth Centre um, on the Tavistock Road there in the, in the heart of Harsden. I also remember um, places like Arpington Community Centre and um, Acorn Youth Club, which used to be situated um, just on the back of Church and Estate by the Bridge Road. Yeah, those are the places I seem to recall first going out to. My, my brother um, is two years older than me, and he hanged around with guys that were like two, three years older than him. So indirectly, I was affiliated and associated with guys that were like four or five years older than me. So, you know, when they're like in their mid to late teens, I was in my early teens. So I got involved or got made aware of um, parties and dances quite early in my teens. And that was really how I heard of... Um, raves and parties and functions through um, people that were older than me. So in a nutshell, word of mouth, it was word of mouth. I can't really say that I've got a um, favourite um, reggae track, but what I can say is that um, 
all the different forms of reggae that's been around. Um, I want to say different forms. You know, you've got your root one culture. You know, you've got your drum and bass. You've got your lovers rock. Um, the one that really appealed to me more than all of them was the lovers rock. It um, enabled me to find myself, so to speak. So I can't really say I've got a favourite track within the lovers rock range, but yeah, the lovers rock was the reggae music that really appealed to me. I go to um, functions a bit like you know, weddings or baptisms, but to all of the purposes, I have a tendency to listen to reggae music in the comfort of my living room. You know, um, go online, listen to YouTube, and just reminisce on the good old days. You know, um, in the context of yeah, nice, decent raves and not only that was it nice decent race but what was affiliated and associated with it as well you know the going to the barbers to get your hair cut on a saturday afternoon the possibly going out to buy you know some garments to wear and just a whole persona the whole ambulance of getting ready to go to a rave yeah that's a so I, being Brent born and raised, I have to say that um, the Brent artists and musicians contributed heavily to um, the success of reggae in the UK. And, you know, um, when I think back on bands like the Rough Cut Band and you had Tradition and you had you know, the Mighty Oswald and then people like Jenny Kay, um, these are foundational people. These are foundational groups that um, will forever live on in the name of reggae in the United Kingdom. I mentioned that part of the persona and part of the ambulance with raving was um, getting yourself prepared in the context of going to the barber shop. You know, getting that fresh haircut. You know, I remember there used to be a haircut called the Sovereign haircut where. You know, basically your head was made into a shape of a sovereign and the top was just totally flat, you know. So in that context, you know, we contributed towards the barbershops because there used to be literally, you know, you used to spend all afternoon in the barbers um, waiting to get your hair cut. Um, likewise, we used to have a certain dress code about us, you know, um, the waister chasses, the um, cut chasses, the flower chasses. And, you know, we used to try and have something different to wear each week. We used to try to wear something different, whether it was a new pair of trousers or, you know, a new flowered shirt. You know, we always used to endeavour to have something different that we used to wear. So, there again, you know, we contributed to the local retail shops. I, I think it, it definitely did have a lasting impact. You know, I remember being at high school and it's like every other guy, you know, every other person, every other black guy wanted to do the woodwork classes so they could make speaker boxes, you know. Um, as soon as you got old grammar from, you know, rip out the speaker to make speaker boxes. And so um, sound systems did have a very profound effect and it also gave us a sense of identity in the context of um, where we were originated from, you know. So I remember um, 
I spoke about um, places like Tavistock where Lord Coos used to play and um, Acorn Youth Club where the mighty Java used to play. And, you know, um, the sound system was everything. You know, if you didn't have the sound system to actually play the records, um, it was very much a non-starter, very much a non-starter. In going to the functions, you know, we had this cold of you know, dressing smart, looking neat, looking presentable. And so that helped the economy in Brent. And then likewise, even, you know, in going to some of the functions, you know, um, most of us didn't have cars back in those days. And, um, you know, whether it was a case of chipping in together, you know, four or five, six people chipping and getting a cab that used to help local businesses. Um, and then likewise, um, coming home from the raves, and, you know, normally you was quite hungry by the time you were getting home. And so it's stopping off in the fast food shops, which were nowhere near as many as they are now. So that was another contribution made to the um, community. So it was threefold in the context that, you know, um, in preparing yourself, so the barber shops, the local shops, clothes shops, um, the local minicab stations and the local fast food shops as well. Uh, I think it was just a, a general dress code in those days, in the sense of um, a term called sweet wife or sweet man, and you know you should look to dress elegantly. So whether you had on your flower slacks and your flowered shirt or your kabuki or your designer shoes, you know you endeavoured to look smart. You know, there was this thing about your know, appearance had to be at a certain standard, you know. And, um, yeah, it had a major influence because to this day, um, a lot of people that I know from back in the day, and myself included, we do still endeavour to dress smart at all times, not just when going out for a race. But there's a saying, you know, first impressions last. And I think people from the old school who endeavoured to do that. It's something that has stuck with us. I, I feel that on reflection, it affected our um, communities and politics because I, I mentioned that where I used to go was predominantly community centres or youth centres. And in going to those places, um, not necessarily as a place of rave, but going to those youth clubs and going to those community centres, you were able to engage with your fellow brethren, with people of your age group. You were able to engage with them. And I feel with the fact that there's, I don't know if there's any, or there's a handful of youth clubs left now, it's created a big void for our young people in the sense of not having somewhere to go or not having somewhere to go where they can be themselves and have their space and have their identity. So it's affected our community in that context because there's nowhere for our people to go, okay? And how it's affected politics is that where time and effort could and should be spent on our young people is now being spent elsewhere. And virtually every day we hear about cutbacks here and cutbacks there. And so um, it's created an environment where our young people have no identity. They don't actually know who they are or where they are. They've lost sense of direction. 
people who are, I still know quite a number of people who are involved in reggae and, you know, have um, radio stations. I do endeavour to support these events and support the people in what they're doing. Well, I, I feel that, um, yes, I identify the fact that Brent is the borough conjure for 2020, but I don't think it should have taken Brent to be the borough culture for 2024, what's happening to happen. You know, I feel that along the lines over the years, you know, we should have um, looked to maintain our identity. We should look to um, maintain our heritage. I'm a firm believer that um, for people to know, and predominantly young people, to know who they are, they need to know where they're coming from. They need to know their heritage. So before they can know where they're going, they need to know where they're coming from. Okay. And so by us maintaining this or us actually doing this um, heritage um, maybe 20, 30 years ago, it possibly may have helped a lot of young people coming up to identify with who they are, you know, what they are, and where they're going.